Welcome to podcast 90 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by WeStream FM. I'm Matt, and this week I'm joined by Joseph. Hello, sir. Episode 90. 90. Episode 90. That's nearly as old as you. Hey. Hey. You're older than me, so you must be 92 yeah, you're old. Bold and old. There we go. How are you anyway? Fantastic. Fantastic. Marvellous. Uh, Mr. Dupe. Hello. Oi, oi. Savaloy. 90. Episode number 90. That's about as many hairs you have on your head, sir. I mean, I've got lots of hairs. They're just very short. Head. Okay. Well, I'm not bald. I'm just. I, this is this is fo- like I, I've, I'm follically challenged by choice, unlike <laughs> some that who are just bold AF. Um, Mister Mister Tobes rounds off our our quad <laughs> round. Well, the final leg. <laughs> round. <laughs> I mean, for for context, uh, Tobes was mentioning He's that with, like with my short hair, how bald. round my head looks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, man. I'm good. Marvellous. Marvellous. Uh, so this week we're going to be chatting about backroom staff. I think we may have touched on various bits and pieces, but we're going to try and bring it all together. Uh, it's going to be a fairly in-depth discussion considering we're talking about staff, but uh, we've got that. We've then got a quiz, but we'll start off with some save updates, gentlemen. Um, Joe, we we're just mentioning something you're playing at the moment. I don't know if it's the one you want to give us an update on, but uh, I'll start with you. Chelsea, QPR, Real Madrid, West Ham. <laughs> it's me. I've been struggling to find a save this year. Yeah. Joel's got nine on the go at one time. And I actually like playing all of them, which is a bit weird. But since last week, I haven't played Real Madrid, have played QPR. I've got into the season and I've kind of got to that point again where you need to stop because I'm doing other stuff and not actually documenting what I'm doing. And then you start getting kind of really involved for it. And then you kind of go, ah, bollocks, what do I do now? So I've stopped playing that. I, it, it's Raz's fault that I started a West Ham save. I was kind of, we was selecting teams for him. And I was just like, oh, I'll play West Ham from, from what will be next season. Just messing around. And that's what kind of made me think of the, the backroom staffing. Because literally all I'd done, and we, I know we'd discuss it more, was just I sacked everybody from the backroom team and started again which was just and that's really all I've done I haven't I've probably played two or three games um, playing a 4-1-4-1 um, beat Norwich 5-2 on the opening day of the season and just beat Liverpool 2-1 so come on you irons is this is this the second West Ham of the year Joe did you try him like very very early doors or am I thinking was it back end of last year maybe mate I've had more clubs than Tiger Woods <laughs> So we're blaming Raz then, that's fine. I'm sure you'll appreciate the abuse. I mean, I can't blame him. I'm glad to have him back. I was going to say, on a side note, it's lovely to have the man back. It is. It's nice to hear his dulcet tones again. I think he's he's been back, what, a couple of weeks, and I think he's had 10 saves. (laughs) It's it's still at least five less than last year. Yeah, Yeah, he's done well. He's done well. I think January's as far as he's got. Marvellous. Arsenal just scored, so whatever. (laughs) As soon as there was a pause, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's really focused tonight. You can tell. Yeah, I am. I saw it in a corner. Of my eye. I thought it was Eddie and Ketcher, but it's not. To be fair, Matt, I'm watching whatever you're watching on TV, just bouncing off your bald head, mate. So, <laughs> I've, I, I, I'm, I'm fully focused on the job in hand. I've got no TV on the go, I'm afraid. So, it's probably your face that you're looking at. You narcissistic wanker. Um, Beautiful. To be fair, mate, yeah, I could just, probably still work one out on myself. Now. Yeah. <laughs> on yourself or by yourself anyway we're getting slightly off track you, probably you've, you've a bit interjected. Both, to be fair you're getting off tango you interjected so uh, what's going on in your save um, I, I've played I've done like one stream since last week um, the reason being that um, I've actually done a little PC upgrade so hopefully the, the stream quality should be a little bit better soon I mean the, the hardware itself not the not the streamer unfortunately I can't help my personality or what I'm like that's me but um, on the save we are struggling we're actually struggling now it could be because of the team cohesion and we've we, you know we've, we've signed like eight new players and they're all starting majority of the game or it could be that Schoenaldo was actually right and you really do struggle playing for at the back um, at the moment I it pains me to to, to kind of hint that he could be right because it's Ronaldo and he's a c- but hopefully 
oh that's the way we say hello to each other so it's fine nobody needs to get upset with that but you can beep it out if you like but hopefully i can get it working and i'm i am pushing to get it working but it's 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 not working it's not working but we'll try again we go again get those hashtags out while you still can mr toby hello son hello ajax talk to me it's it's going all right. Yeah, you know, it's just started. We played our first <clears throat> first league game. Uh, we didn't qualify for Champions League, so you know, won't be doing any uh, replications uh, in the first in the first season. That's for sure. Um, but uh, no, we didn't we didn't qualify. But you see, much like I said last week, I'm trying to play like I'm probably focusing too heavily on possession. I think where I'm letting it be everything, like no matter what, like like re- retention of the ball. And whatnot. We're still early on. Like tactical familiarity is nowhere near being there yet. Um, but it's also got me to sort of second guess. Where, well, hang on, you know, um, I'm maybe being a little bit too one-dimensional in trying to maintain this possession while not giving too much of a worry about the final third, for example. Um, and it like the, the 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 team suffering for it a little bit. Whereas I could probably maintain. Uh, between you know ninety and ninety five percent of that possession and of that, that 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 pass completion that I'm sort of dialing in is very important to me, while still being a little bit more expressive in the final third, and that's sort of where I'm at right now. We're playing two systems: a four one four one and a and a, that 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 quite awkward looking yet somewhat effective uh, one centre back system, um, and mixing between the two. The one centre back system is a little bit. Uh, you know, you come up against two strikers, you've a Dyson with death. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's like my quandary at the minute. Like, the save's going all right. Um, I'm not overly fussed about being out of the Champions League, you know, going to Europa and then we'll we'll have a bash of that. And it can be a progressive step on the save, um, moving into the Champions League and then trying to be effective there. Um, it's just... I don't know, I'm battling with my own brain at the minute where I'm trying to focus on something very different than what I would normally focus on, on Football Manager, yet I feel I'm probably focusing on it too heavily, so heavily that it's 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 becoming the only thing that matters and will probably do me damage in the long run. So, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm reassessing in my brain, trying to still play to that style, but maybe not quite as... It's, I've got it. Fuck, I've got it regimented as fuck. You know, I'm like literally locking players down. Like can't express themselves at all. Um, with the exception of one player who's fundamentally a playmaker, he can he can try and sort of inflict in the game in the final third and try and unlock. And everyone else is there to be the the the, the hopefully at times the free man to receive a pass. But then there's an expectation of that man to pass to the next one. And we you know we're having. High high possession games and, and massive massive pass pass completion games. All players ending at like plus eighty seven percent passing, except for like I've got this right back who I can't pronounce his name, but I've got this right back and he's a fucking nightmare. Like he ends up like <laughs> he ends up like like seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, and it's it's like it's bad when everyone else is at like eighty. I mean, most of the players are in the nineties, but like you know, there's a couple of players like eighty seven, eighty eight. You know, so uh, so yeah, I'm probably uh, probably just gonna. Change it up a little bit, I reckon. Possessions overrated. I beat, I I beat, <laughs> beat Borussia yeah. Dortmund 4-0, 33% possession. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, like it. last year, I was playing shit out. Yeah. Like, but remember, the Monaco save last year was brilliant because like, there's times when I just rock shit out for the fun of it and there's times when I had to because of PSG. And there's nothing more, nothing more gratifying than, than coming out of a game with three shots on goal, two of them on target, and you've beat a team 2-1 and they had fucking 65-70% of the ball. It's a beautiful feeling. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to... Just I'm, I'm, I must admit, like I'm not walking out of games like now that I'm playing like competitive football league and we have the Champions League. I'm not walking out of games with like um, like 70% possession or anything like that. So if I'm, I'm trying to inflict, it's not mean, mean, mean... You know, we're still not... Even though it's ridiculous because you go look at the uh, the statistics after the game and the passes and the passes lost and passes out of play and things like that, like it's weird because it almost doesn't marry up to the fact that why have we only had fifty five percent of the ball? It doesn't really make that much sense when I'm looking at the statistical analysis. But but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how it pans out. I'm intrigued by that. I, I, 
I remember the stream when you first first started to introduce the like the whole one centre half and two fullbacks thing. Um, is that sort of a? Uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for now. Brilliant, uh, an ideological sort of th- a choice where you're trying to sort of follow in the foot- footsteps of uh, Renus Michels and and Cruyff, and then have, making sure you only have like basically one spare defender, depending on how many. Uh, sort of strikers you're facing up against so does it, that it would be three change to say yes but no it's triangles so I'm creating I'm using it to create triangles on the pitch in the in the varying transitions and having one center back seemed to me to make more sense because again it's all about the passing if you know what I mean in many ways I'm not actually that bothered about conceding a goal or two but like because I'm not really judging it on that I'm judging it on how much we can retain the ball but obviously if we can retain the ball quite heavily then you know, we can we can limit their opportunities, but yeah, I don't know. There's going to be it's going to be a lot of tweaking because I feel I think I'm probably just limiting it. I think I'm probably limiting the squad, and for the slither of uh, the slither of uh, detriment to uh, to the sort of statistics that I've been paying attention to after the game, I can probably release a little bit more a little bit more energy going forward. Probably not in that system. I don't think. Because I don't think, I think if I if I try to make that system a little bit more aggressive, then yeah, you know that one centre back. Because it does, it's it's a shit your pants moment if you're playing against two strikers <laughs> or a single striker with an inside forward and a number ten with him, an aggressive like attacking number ten. All of a sudden, because the half back just doesn't do what I want from a half back. So, rip. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I had this clear and defined plan of what I wanted to happen with that because at first I ran two half. Sorry, we're going on here. I'm, my apologies, but like I had this clear and defined idea. At first, I ran with two half backs because in my brain I'm thinking, well, right, well they can slip in when I need them back there, but they can be that little bit ahead of it when I, you know, when I don't. Nah, nah, they just fucking go, you know, go do <laughs> they go do their own thing. Defensive duties. Now nah, you're all right. I don't want to get involved in that. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm rocking one half back at the minute, and I'm rocking a defensive midfielder on support just because I can dial him in a little bit more with his uh, with his player instructions, um, and it works quite nicely. But I feel if I was to take that system in particular and try and be a little bit more aggressive with it, um, yeah, it could, I just feel it could go to shit quite quickly. Doesn't take much, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're very brave running with just a centre half. Very brave. Just trust it, trusting them to interact with the the halfback as well is yes. a, is always a, a fool's errand, I think. But the fact that you try to play two is, you know, all the more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually played a save this week. I've in fact I've played my first game of Football Manager of 2019, and we're you know this in May. <laughs> actually, I've played I've played Football Manager 2019, but of 2019, the year this is the first game I've played. And, uh, have you actually played a game? I have actually played a game, yeah. Fuck. I know. I've actually played a game. And Shaved his head to celebrate this, lad. Excellent <laughs> <laughs> with the lawnmower. Um, groundsman had been sacked. Yeah, so we've started the, the SAF challenge. Unfortunately, I, I picked Burnley. I didn't, I didn't pick Burnley. I was picked Burnley um, by the by the the people behind whoever's sort of looking down at me and wanting to have a real good laugh. Um, less of that I had Burnley in 16 it was, it was, was it 16 17 it's a beautiful moment yeah, but it's 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 different for you you're allowed to have that yeah, they're not a serious rival <laughs> so it's not the fact that they're they're horrendously awful and one dimensional um, that bothers me it's more my, my own personal connections with their biggest rivals but um, first game went okay uh, we struggled to get things to click uh, changed things probably about just after half time when things didn't look right, quite right went a bit more direct uh, brought on two meter Peter with about 20 minutes to go and he, he he goes and misses one and then banks his second chance wasn't even a header so 38 year old two acceleration uh, two meter Peter uh, already sort of making his name into the Burnley folklore back stronger uh, <laughs> I reckon he went to the Samrat to have a little meal to celebrate if you know you know you know if you know you know and uh, so I haven't really got into the, the meat and potatoes of everything yet We're, it's quite interesting that we are 
actually talking about stuff when I've basically binned off all of the useless people that I didn't really deem sort of good enough and I haven't quite got to the point where I'm actually rebuilding the stuff because I will be there for a long time sort of making sure that everything is in its proper place so I wanted to sort of spend a bit more time on that and I felt like I can't really spend three hours that I would normally spend on just looking at the staff page Uh, so we didn't do that but we've had a bit of scouting around uh, our old friends in Portugal Pacos uh, they haven't quite got the the regions that we became accustomed to last year but I'm looking forward to seeing what the scouts might uncover at some point um, yeah that's that's pretty much it really I haven't, I've not really got that far into the save apart from this one all draw against Krasnodar that was my baptism of fire my first game um, was in the, the Europa League uh, group stage so they haven't quite been binned off yet so yeah I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens in the next next league game. Uh, the 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 game that I the, before I took over, uh, they beat Spurs one <laughs> nil of all of all things. So um, yeah, I don't think that was really enough to to keep Mister Dyche in his job. So he hasn't got another job yet, but we'll see. Mister Doop, you've got a question. Literally, Sorry, I was yeah. No, you just stole looking. my whole question. But I was just going to say because like. I want to know where he goes next, Dice. We need to do like a Dice watch because I want to find out where he fin- ends up. But I thought like you'd, you'd, you'd done it so it looked like it was so seamless and then you just stepped on my fucking toes. Cheers. I'm sorry. Cheers, I'm sorry. I, 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 he's got a Dice haircut. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and to be fair, he's got quite a sore voice so that it's going to sound like him very much similar. I can't rock the so, goatee though. No. Can't do it. You're not allowed hair on your too head or gaps. face. Are you? No, too many gaps in the facial hair department. Anyway, that that's save updates done, I believe, gents. So uh, let's roll on forward. The team meeting. I think we've kind of structured this to make sure we kind of keep on track because there's a kind of a a lot of bits of bits and pieces to cover all over the place, and I think we might lose track and then end up repeating ourselves a lot if we don't try to sort of keep things at least to some way, shape, or form. So, if we start off with sort of, I guess I've kind of framed it as questions. So, uh, we're going to start off with like the head of youth development and uh, director of football, whether you use them, whether you don't, and reasons for that. And then we'll work our way through the the rest of the staff. I, I don't know why I've picked those for. I think it's just they're sort of their their top of their or the top staff of their respective tiers that you can actually do anything with and choose to have or not. Well, I can jump in on the director of football. <clears throat> I think I've mentioned this before in the past as well, but I'm such a control freak, I don't use one. However, would sort of like to, but like, I don't know about anyone else, but like, and I've said, like, you know, like, I like f- football managers. It's like, it's like fantasy football and it's like, you know, you take on a team, you bring on who you want to bring in and, and move on who you want to move on. I feel like I'd be robbed of it. I feel like I'd be robbed of one of the most pleasurable parts of the game if I was to fully utilise a director of football in that manner I know they can be quite handy for many other things um, but yeah um, seeing a director of football in the past uh, go handing out staff contracts that's something I'll never ever let a director of football do ever again at any club I'm managing um, because uh, they don't give a shit you know um, so yeah boss I, I was earning a thousand pounds a week uh, I would now like two thousand don't worry son take eight um <laughs> So, yeah, that's, uh, that's not a thing for me, um, for the director of football. I'd say I quite like the idea of doing something where where like the director of football could have an influence, but not the whole influence. But, yeah, as I say, the sort of control freak nature of me would be a big fat no-no for a director of football, big time. I think, I think you're right. I think I could see the, the positives of doing the, one of these director of football challenges. It makes it a little bit more interesting. It makes you have to work with what you get given and what you can, like, you know, what gets landed on your plate. But the thing that worries me, and I think you've referenced to it before, Teach, where, like, what happens if they bring 28 left backs in, you know, and you're desperate for a striker and they've brought Ashley Cole in? and every left back you can ever imagine and you're just like seriously we've got this amount of money in the bank I need a striker I could go out and buy this guy but they're not letting me I don't know I think I think it's got legs I think it'd be something that would make you know add that extra uh, little level to the save but yeah it would it, like, I'm not a massive control freak uh, I quite happily give a few things to a few people if I needed to however 
the transfers for me really do make Football Manager what it is. So I would struggle with that, but I would also find the enjoyment, I'm sure. You can give them targets, though. Okay. So it's not like they're just going to go out and sign 27 left-backs. If you give them targets and kind of windows of money you want to spend, Mm -hmm. and they'll give you recommendations. And so I'm not not a massive one for using it. I say that, I'd probably try and sign one every time just to do different things. Like the one thing I hate is fucking getting rid of players. And you know the, the players where you're just like, I don't really care how much we take. I just yeah. want to get rid of them. When you get fucking 400 loan offers, just let the director for it will deal with outgoing transfers, put them on the unwanted list and just fuck them off. But when I started the QPR save, stupidly I hadn't looked and Les Ferdinand was still in control of exactly what you were saying giving contracts out and obviously QPR at the moment well but now the season's finished it might have changed but they, they'd already come out and said that they weren't re-signing contracts with some kind of big players and then I'd literally got to the end of the season there's there's old Les oh yeah just giving him a new contract giving him a new contract Angel Rangel is fucking 360 years old just giving him a two year deal <laughs> and I thought actually I might use Les Ferdinand and maybe take away offering contracts, but definitely kind of signing the players for me. So when you say, just jumping back to the targets really quickly, just to add to, when you say you can, you, you, you can basically give them, because I've never used it before. So you could say, right, I want a striker. He must have at least, 14 finishing and I want you to spend 11 million well, you, you do that with your scouts don't you so you go, get your scouts to go and find those players and then you set them as transfer targets and okay, you dictate it, how, your maximum wage maximum transfer that you want to spend on them so you still have a little bit business. of control yeah. but you you don't kind of pick the name yeah and one just thing I've promise. done just starting this West Ham save um, I've got the director of football to I think it's take charge of the scouting meetings so all I get now, I just get one card of the best player in, you know, like when you get every week, you're getting your scout reports come through and it's like 40 people you have to acknowledge, discard or whatever it is. You get like the key player come through. So you just yeah. get one person to look at. You can still go into the scouting reports and go through them all. They're there if you want them, but it's just not in your inbox where you feel like you just have to click, keep clicking continue or, or sorry, acknowledge or discard. So that's, yeah. that's something I actually quite like. For anyone who's interested in in the whole um, use of a director of football, um, Oliver Jensen did a did a hell of a write up last year on his realistic uh, his use of the director of football to put it more in line with modern football and realism. Um, and uh, it was a while ago now, so you'd have to hit his website. Uh, I think it's called "There's Only One Ball." Is that yeah, Oliver Jensen's. Uh- he done, yeah, and he done he done that with Wolves, but then he done a Borussia Dortmund save, and he used the director of football in that as well in FM nineteen. So it's kind of it does cross over. Ah, well, there we go then. But uh, but yeah, I remember it being a uh, tremendous read, so much so that it very nearly uh, provoked me into into using one myself. However, I never never quite got round to it. But then, as I say, control freak. So, uh, but we're head of youth development. I've always found a little bit of a a bit of a quagmire. How does everyone go about utilising them or ensuring they can get the best from them? Because let's be honest, when we're talking about like youth development, we're talking about um, um, uh, the the induction into the club, the, the youth intakes and stuff like that. It is still very much of a scattershot. I think we all can agree with that. It's like, you know, you can do your best to try and lay this out as well as you can and you can maybe do absolutely everything in your power to do it and then still end up with, you know, you know five years on the bounce of, Quite, quite poor youth intakes. Or if you look at, like Dupe, I think Dupe got three golden generations back to back to back. Um, did so well know. with them, did I? But uh, but how's everyone <laughs> going about the head of youth development? You know, is there anything that you look for, like specifically, like like they like they have to have, or is it is it a case of you know arch typical, you know, working with youngsters? judging potential you know are you looking for their style of play is it going to match your style of play are you even maybe looking for like maybe even the country of origin so that you you maybe try to look to bring in you know because obviously the the nations as we know um the nations are pretty much broken down into um into i don't know whether this is like a 
whether this is common knowledge, whether this is whether this is something that's like just like rumor and hearsay, but like there in there are nations on football managers that produce more wonder kids. So maybe do you know do you head for a head of youth development that's got one of these uh, f- from one of these countries where there's more chance of of wonder kids coming through, or you know do you just sort of you know throw the shit at the wall and see what sticks. Do you know, after having three amazing uh, golden generations in a row on my 1860 save, I wish I could sit here, teach, and say to you, yes, I searched, for, I, I looked for this, 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 my style of play, this, this, and this. But no, uh, the way I got my uh, youth de- head of youth development was to search my staff for what football manager recommends, which if I remember rightly is judging a player with potential ability and, and working with youngsters, if I'm right in thinking, um, and literally just went for the highest possible one. Um, and I take no credit apart from that. And to be fair, it's not really been something that I take a huge pride in because I've not really used the youth, youth that much. But um, yeah, that's basically how I did it in the past. Well, I did it this once. Literally I think once. it comes down to sort of how you, you use them anyway and how you intend to use them. Uh, but if if you are going to use them for sort of the the bringing the youth players in, because you can choose between them and I think the under-18s manager. I might be wrong there, but you can definitely choose between a couple of members of staff who influence that more. I don't know if then, if the head of youth development then almost becomes null and void and almost kind of like a an extra scout in a way or not, I'm not sure. But that's kind of, I think it depends on what level I'm at and what's available to me at the time. Because sometimes you can get uh, members of staff that, and it, it it's not just necessarily the the director of football or the head of youth development, they, they almost feel redundant uh, unless you're sort of going out of your way to use them. And the teacher was saying about the whole scattershot approach seemingly just still there. I, I feel that that is or at least can be a lot of the case, particularly when, you know, you're look, looking for a, a particular type of player or something like that and you just get nothing but. And Joe's point about the, the director of football and, and using them to offload players, every time I've tried to get them to do that, I just get that I failed to do this because I'm a fucking useless prick, basically, rather than actually earning your eight grand a wage that you're earning per week. Yeah, just kind of going back to what Tobes asked. Um, for me, personality type, um, because it's always kind of been a thing where you, you're head of youth, youth development. If you get the right personality type, that's generally the type of player that you'll get through. I know, obviously, Duke, you had a lot of unambitious players come through, didn't you, in your 1860 save. And then it is just normally the working with youngsters, the JPP, JPPA, um, just you know, the normal bits that you look for for head of youth development. But I wouldn't say I found any rhyme or reason to how you get golden generation. I think it is just luck of the draw. I'm assuming it's something to do with um, youth level, like the youth training facilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, that must have so. I mean, you can't just pick a. Well, I guess you could. Curty had it with Oldershot, didn't he? Yeah, but he I mean, did. He had excellent youth facilities because I think they right. trained at a school that had like a state-of-the-art Olympic facilities or something okay. yeah. I remember on um, uh, last year the very beginning of last year when I was Argentinos Juniors and everything was about the youth and I did the lot you know brought in an amazing head of youth development spent every every spare penny at the club um, up in the the, the, the uh, facilities the junior junior coaching budget and and everything else that was involved in with it, and of course, I think club reputation comes into it as well for these youngsters about where they're, you know, where the where the better youngsters are going to go. They definitely can, and I think in uh, in five seasons, um, I think the best player we had a four and a half star, but in, that was in year one, and I don't know about anyone else, but like year one always seems like you're going to get a decent intake. Do you know what I mean? Like the, your very first intake is always going to be quite good. It's almost like football managers or well, sports interactives helping hand for your first year at a club, um, but then thereafter. Like as the club improved, both um, sort of you know national reputation in Argentina. As I improved the staff members, the facilities, and everything else, like the the intakes got worse and worse. And I think it just burnt me when it comes to um, head of youth development and everything else. Because if nothing else, what I did during that save, because it was a massive emphasis of Argentinos juniors um, for for the save I was doing at the time. 
um, it it just cemented in my brain that there is so much of it that is down to nothing other than luck that I think since that save in particular, I've focused on it less and less. I do the bog standard that you can do with a club and, and make sure your facilities are up, and then I almost just like, do you know what? It'll be what it'll be. You know, still still wait for that that special moment when when you know the youth team comes in, uh, and more often than not, it's followed by a. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess it's. Uh, I guess like we're saying about the sort of the whole luck modifier stuff, and I guess that's pretty much what it is. It, you know, you compare it to any other sort of RPG game when you get like drops of loot and things like that. That's effectively what this is. If we're like gamifying FM to a point. Uh, and all of these steps that you take to try and get the kind of youth intake you want, I guess they're only ways of increasing that luck, but not a way of guaranteeing it. But uh, we can move on swiftly onto sort of more of the the, the coaching side of things uh, and and how we how we build that side of things up. Now that I guess there are we've got the sort of the responsibilities part uh, and how with the changes in training this year how important the their workloads are now uh, how how have how have we changed our approach to that this year with the sort of in relation to the changes that have been made in training i think like <clears throat> for me personally like i have more of an emphasis on staff now like so it's like a it's like a quicker i've always had like the way i set up when you know when you start a new save we all have like our before you hit continue checklist I would say uh, staff's been bumped up a couple of pegs on that because of the way training is now. Um, but uh, like approach has not really changed from from you know from you know years gone by with what I look for in staff. I I always use the barometer of you know the best staff in the league. I always try and make sure that the you know the attacking, defending, mental, technical that I try and get all them gold, and I look for. Um, high-rated staff. I'm happy to pay the money because you bear in mind, like sometimes people will scrimp on staff. And you're like, hang on, you got a player who, who barely plays football for you. He's, he's a backup player and he's earning X amount of thousands of pounds a week. When it comes to staff, I will happily, quite happily, overpay to ensure their contract to ensure that they're going to come to me. Um, uh, especially if it's going to be that that staff member that makes the big difference. Um, again, uh, DDM, which we've touched on on the pod before. Uh, but you know, like determination, discipline, motivating, um, and it and it, it being like multipliers of um, of of sort of uh, their their training attributes, if you like, uh, stick to that. Um, cursory glance at their their preferred formations and stuff, because yes, it plays a part. But it's for me, it's not going to be the swinger. It's not going to be like, oh, I can't believe this guy doesn't like four four two. Fuck him, I'm not taking him. Um, that's that's not it at all because they're still going to be able to add something, um, but like that's sort of my staple approach. It's never really changed, and I'm, I don't even know whether it ever will because it's like a muscle memory, if you know what I mean. It'll just be where it'll be, um, and just go for the go for the those lovely gold bars in your in your division is uh, is what I look for. Yeah, and that's very, very similar to myself. Um, it, but it really depends on the amount of coaching slots that you've got. Um, I think it's kind of a given that you always have a goalkeeping coach. And then in my mind, why wouldn't you have specialist coaches for each position? You know, you have defensive transitions, attacking transitions, set pieces. And, you know, I try and do pretty similar to what you do there, Tobes. Is like you want to fill the goal bars up. But I pretty much will always go goalkeeper, defending and attacking and then look at fitness, tactical, technical, depending on the slots that you've got available um, and then just build upon that. And again, I think it's kind of a bit of a given for most people you're looking at the DDM and then I just, I literally dial in. Well, I've got, I've got a, um, a coaching view where it's just, it's DDM plus whichever kind of technical attribute you want. Um and that's that's how I'll just I'll literally just sift through looking for people, and I will say I have used adverts as well for for staff because you do get some absolute pearls come up on there. 
think this it, it wasn't originally what I was going to say following that but the adverts tip is actually quite useful particularly if you're in the lower leagues or if you're wanting to do a, like if you're doing a proper lower league management save where you have to treat it as if it's real life um, you can only get uh, you can only bring in staff that have replied to an advert so if you get shit that's what you get um, but I think when you're a higher higher level club I think if you are sort of scraping the barrel or you want to get someone from a, a bit further afield or maybe I mean, you just don't want to use the search criteria to try and find them because I think sometimes like with you can hide as many attributes as you want for, for players I don't think there's an option for staff at all which is odd I think I think it should be sort of co- cover across the board and if you're playing with attributes off that, that that's it but um my original point which is I've completely forgotten now which is absolutely fantastic uh, I think it was more to do with uh, when you, when it comes to sort of limited uh, coaching spots and so you, you're saying about the the sort of the ones that you focus on does it matter do, do you take into account the sort of the approach that you're playing in, or, or like the level that you're playing at like f- for me if I'm that lower league I will focus on fitness I won't really care about the, the sort of the, the coaches that are going to improve attributes as such because I want to make sure that my players are as fit as possible ultimately with the f- the further we can run generally the better we'll do and I'm going to replace those players there's very rarely going to you, you might have one that stays with you throughout the divisions if you ascend highly quickly enough but if you're I, I just find that focusing on the fitness side of things seems to to yield me the best results in the in the long term, at least down there. Yeah, that's your experience on FM eighteen, son. When you step into <laughs> FM nineteen and you play against a team that's got sixty percent fucking starting percentage against you, and then they dick you, you soon figure out that actually trying to get your squad fit doesn't have a fucking anything to do with it. Um, well, I think the, the lowest I started was with South End, so I kind of don't focus that much on fitness coaching purely because I had so many games where you'd have teams start and you go you know when you look at them and you go they're they're tired at the start of this and they still beat you so I just I I stopped focusing on that not that I really ever did but I kind of definitely put more focus into having more attacking coaches defending coaches yeah that's that's just that's just once again, brought back a memory from last year with Argentinos when I went to play out when I went to play Toleres in a very important game. I can't remember what for at the time. Maybe I was chasing the top two or whatever it was, and uh, we all went out like ninety odd percent fit. And I used to always have this. We all probably have it like that mythical figure in your mind where like I'm going to start my players. Yeah, <laughs> mine used to be 90, 91 or ninety two. It was one of the two of them, and it's been that long now since this episode that I forgot. But it used to be like somewhere in the nineties, and if you weren't. If that's where your condition was, you could play. And if it wasn't, then you'd be on the bench. And if it was below 85, you wouldn't even be on the bench. And then I went out to play Toleras this day and like all the players had uh, between 60 and 70% uh, conditioning and they destroyed us 5-1. Um, it was it was fucking a rip. That was I think that was I didn't rage quit that stream, but it was a it was a nah. We're not going to have a long one today, guys. You know I'm, I'm probably going to call it a little bit earlier than you. Probably going to put my head in the oven. But, uh, but yeah. Um, Another important thing to note for anyone listening who maybe doesn't often deal with their staff or or realise that actually your staff can have a massive in, uh, involvement, especially utilised with training this year, um, in how your team uh, does. Do not neglect it when you go to your new club because let me tell you, even at some of the, the bigger clubs in, in Europe that I've managed at, there is some really shit staff, like really, really oh. terrible, terrible yes. staff members <laughs> earning decent money for like I've seen I've seen fitness coaches at high level clubs with like their fitness attribute. I know it's not everything, but their fitness attribute being like eleven. You yeah. know, oh my fitness coaches God. with less than ten is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and like and, then- and that's that's just one example, but like literally. Always, always, always go through your staff and just be no old bad. Like if you, I, 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 I did it with Ajax. I'm doing it with Ajax at the moment. I'm still working on my staff, but there's some of them I've looked at and gone, "How are you even in a job? Like you do not deserve <laughs> to be at a high club. Like you, you, you should get, you know, go, go coach at a smaller club like City or something. I don't know, but don't do it here. You know, like they, like literally, it could be the the 
the biggest difference you could make if you don't normally do it. And I'm not saying like, you know, just some people like to play very casually, um, but uh, you could be astonished at how much of a difference it will make. And that's, that's how it started for me at West Ham. Looked at one coach like, you are shite. Looked at another one. Oh my God, you're shite. And I literally just went, do you know what? They had a director of football and he was like, they're terrible attributes. Assistant manager, terrible attributes. I think they had, I'm trying, I can't even think of, he used to play for Malaga. Um, the name will come to me later, but he was a coach. He was shit. So I literally just got rid of everybody. Every single member of the backroom staff just mutual terminated their contracts and bought a whole new load in. That's pretty much what I'm going to end up doing at Burnley. There was, and so many of them you were- You leave were, Ian Wan alone. Uh, he's gone, I'm sorry. Oh my God, Raz is going to kill you. Uh, well, the Raz was crying as I was doing it. Like, Change you, your identity, you, shave your hair. Can't wait. <laughs> we'll grow it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, I was baffled at how how many start. There were, the thing is, there there was a few that were actually pretty decent mixed in, but there were, there were a lot of, there's a lot of dross there. Um, okay, we'll swiftly move on to, to scouting. Uh, ooh, ooh. Can I throw a quick one in then, as we're Go on scouting? Then. Has anyone actually found a fucking decent data analyst? Is there like, such I, a thing? I don't know. I don't believe there I, is. I think like 10, 11, 12 is pretty much all I look for. I think that's all I fucking find. Like, like obviously on this one, like, like stats are quite important. And when I'm going to be tracking players, it's going to be like assigning... Uh, data analysts rather than scouts in a true sense because I want to know how they're behaving on the pitch and whether they're going to fit in with what I'm looking for at Ajax no I could only find one and the one I found was was like in my brain from just looking at attribute numbers I'm like is this all you have to offer me you know <laughs> uh, so yeah I wanted to get that one in there um, data analysts yeah just just take what you can get yeah it doesn't matter that you're presenting data as one you know, you're going to walk into the boardroom and and, and show me show me what you can do. Show me what you show me what you can do with a fucking piece of chalk on. A Where's slate. your overhead projector? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm disappointed there isn't like that sort of attribute on there. OHP skills or yeah. PowerPoint. Pre- oh, well, I say presentation skill is there, isn't it? So PowerPoint. Other other presentation Communication three. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. I, I quite like the use of a, a chief scout. In fact, last year I used, I, I sort of allowed them, I would sort of, I would set my own uh, like assignments, but then I'd kind of leave them to distribute them amongst the, the scouting team. And that seemed to work really well. And a lot of my, the new gens that I picked up were found by that chief scout. Um, so I, I had a lot of trust in them. And I guess it, it you kind of have that relationship build up over time. Um, if if you've got someone who keeps on bringing you gems, you just leave them to it. Whereas if you, someone who fails to bring you anything worth signing at all, you're more likely to replace them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, I, again, control freak nature. Don't leave it to the chief scout more often than not. Um, and the save amount at the moment, it's, it's, it's slightly different because I'm only signing Dutch players. So, like, leaving it to the chief scout is actually a mistake because... He's just gonna. I'm gonna get a right load of scout reports for plays that I've got no interest in signing with the sort of preset rules I have in my own save. So, I mean, uh, you'll get that from your stream chat as well, mate. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. The amount of time, the amount of time, scouts, so messy. The amount of time I have to tell people, no, I'm, I'm signing Dutch only. All right, right. Well, if you just look at if you just look at this lad, I don't know if you've heard of him, Jaden Sancho. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, so like. I, I set the assignments myself and I've like um, look for first team players, uh, look for hot prospects, have it dialed into nationality and everything else. And the scouts will still, I had this, I've had this before, I think I had it in Monaco and someone was like, so if you've got all your scouts like only looking for French players, like why is he, why is he, why is he bringing like him to you when he's Spanish? I'm like, the scouts are still naturally looking for talent. Like they will deliver you what you've requested, but when they spot something they feel you need to know about, and the, you know they don't know that I'm only looking for one. It would be nice, wouldn't given. it, to have that as a feature to be able to just basically, a tick. yeah, like, just like, to say only look, like tell uh, me like, about set no it one as a else. criteria. Yeah, you writing that report, you are wasting company money because I do not <laughs> fucking need it. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so I, so I sort them, I sort them all out uh, myself in in that regard, and I suppose. Um, 
ordinarily, although I may be looking for scouts with like a little bit more wider global knowledge uh, in this save in particular. Of course, it's all about domestically what they can what they can tell me. So, uh, so from a, from a uh, on this save in particular, from a uh, sort of recruitment point of view, from scouting, um, it's been funny because I've not had to do a right lot because Ajax have quite a quite a decent uh, scouting setup uh, for the uh, for the Dutch side of things. I try and build mine and, and start bringing them in by countries that I want them to scout. So I, I look for a French scout. I then go and look for like a, a Spanish, Argentinian scout. I'll go and look for a Portuguese, Brazilian scout and just start picking the countries. And then I just specifically use that scout to go and obviously do his scouting. But then what I'll do is I'll use the chief scout to then go and double up when I think, oh, I want to get make sure this report is absolutely nailed on get him yeah. to go and kind of go out there three weeks, uh, whatever, yeah, three games, two weeks. Have you all singing, all dancing, 19, yeah. judging and, and 20 fucking current yeah. and all that sort of stuff and send him out there and get a get a secondary read. Yeah. I have to be fair, you've, you've both covered it, well, you've all covered it very well, but I would just say, yeah, especially with lower league when I was at 1860, I did the country, you know, go and st- steal a few people from countries because it's out of my scope, but they still have the knowledge. So, yeah, that's the only thing I can really add. Oh, we'll swiftly move on to to medical staff. Does anyone actually bother? Don't as long as the physio's got twenty, fuck. is that about it? That's it. <laughs> yeah. I should probably do more. Like- I've always got like eight spaces on the medical side of things that I don't even fill, and I should probably do better. And 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 when you consider, I like to use them gold bars from your division and your staff, and I use the same for the scouting to know that I've got like great scouts, whether they're gold or whether they're right up there, it doesn't matter. But I try and do the best I can comes to medical I'm like well you know physio's alright we've got a doctor everything's fine you still get you could have the best medical team ever you'll still get terrible injuries and constant injuries it doesn't stop them so I guess aside I do quite like the the way that the injuries are shown now and uh, and you can you can go a bit more in depth into them even if you don't have the staff but yeah it's the, one of the things I just sort of look for the figures and that's pretty much it I don't really care anything else about it as we're talking about it, be honest. Do you ever see where it says this player is under high risk of injury? Do you ever not play him? Yes. Do you? Yes. It's yeah. on my squad view. So yeah, I literally my squad view. if you're high risk. I will play them. I will I play, play them. But because I because of the way I set my squad up and I do this quickly because I know we run out of time. Because I try and have two players for each position, that's how I use my rotation. So when I see them as increased or high I'll be like, right, he needs a rest for one game. And I just try and work it that way. And as I say, just by using the squad view and just having it on there. But I will say about the medical team, I'm just going to get this out quickly, is I put that as the pink job and I try and get all the female physios in for the lads um, and that's probably wrong but you got like uh, Sandra Rossi if you could sign Eva Carnario and all those get them in there there's one at Spurs as well I think oh dear um, well I, I love, was, I love I was, my team <laughs> uh, the uh, opportunities Joe I like it mate it's good work well, mm, in a very of. male they've got, they've got a better world. bedside manner wow <laughs> Um, Absolutely. Uh, what I was going to say was that the I think I do pay attention, like like Joe was saying about his squad. I have got that set on my squad view, and you can actually change. Uh, there's a yeah, you can. Didn't used to have it where you've got a field where you can actually <clears> just <throat> click down and change it for a week quickly yeah. to reduce that. So rather than if they're going to be at risk of playing, I'll have planned my training well in advance anyway. But I'll reduced their I'll have reduced their workload and, and manage them a bit more if they are under high risk, just so I can still play them under a lower risk so I, I'd guess that wouldn't really be so much of an issue it does happen when you've got like multiple games per week but yeah I'm but a tyrant yeah. I just fucking run them all into the ground <laughs> I mean I rotate everyone knows like I tend to have two players for each position but like if I've got an important game I don't care how much risk you're at like if I need my best player if your condition is showing that you're in a position to play that game my medical staff can be telling me all they fucking well like but you're going to play that game, the likelihood is you're going to play 90 minutes. Then when you're done, you're not going to get a rest session because I don't have one until the Monday. And then I'm going to absolutely spam you tomorrow in training. So, yeah. And you don't play a keeper on the bench. You just fucking 
I'm glad I see your pants, didn't you? <laughs> reckless. Hey, I've been running a keeper since. I've, I got burnt <laughs> twice in one year of the game. It's like I'm fucking done. Goalkeeper <laughs> on the bench every single time. Um, but uh, but nah. Uh, I mean, I must admit though, um, like other than the fact that I've that I've been born into massive injuries at Ajax, like touch wood, I've never greatly suffered uh, from from injuries and been in a pickle because of it. You know, um, so. Uh, so yeah, few massive injuries next week. I've got three players at Ajax. I've got six month plus injuries. Like literally, I've not even registered them. Registered them for the league. So next pod teaches like save updates. Well, my whole team has gone I'm down with malaria. <laughs> The plague's kicked in Amsterdam. I'm being, I'm being called to a charge for, uh, for, uh, for 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 absolutely beasting the lads. Marvelous. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, Curti is uh, busy this evening. With he's, I think he's trying to usurp. Oh, I say he can't usurp who's already been sacked, but I think he's trying to wheel his way into real life. Older shot, despite how they treated him in his virtual team. But so the, the fans forum of one. The fans forum of one, yeah. <laughs> he basically his mate invited him around the pub and he couldn't be bothered to meet us, but there you go. Um, so I'm on quiz duty this week, gents. I'm, a, I'm sorry. It's time for the quiz. As we've had some interesting goings on in sort of the the elite levels of football this week in particular uh, this quiz's theme is comebacks not the Ooh. stuff that you wipe off your mum's chin um, so that it's just like you wipe off your mum's chin you, you, a little you, bit wrong you, you as in general <laughs> you I used to respect her <laughs> uh, anyway uh, it's the usual to be fair, she should have swallowed 10 questions <laughs> I'll just carry on talking and ignore you all. It's easier that way. Um, so usual 10 questions. The, the Viking down rule is in play. Um, that's pretty much it. So fingers on buzzers slash honks. Um, and we'll see where we go from here. Jugs. I like it. So question number one, gents. Are we ready? Uh, no. Yes. No. Okay, we're going anyway. <laughs> okay. This time round, they were on the wrong end of a startling turnaround, but who scored Barca's final goal in the fifth minute of stoppage Dupe. time? Dupe. Sergio Roberto. I mean, you've pronounced his name wrong, but I, I'll take the answer. But I've got hair. I don't think that gets... <laughs> it's not really relevant. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. I just feel <laughs> One day we've got Give to make f- this pod visual again so people can get half a fucking clue what we're <laughs> on about during it. We should definitely go live on the, the 100 episode. Comments in the description. No, you know what I mean. Description? People can't do that. You can't do that. They can't read. Neither can Dupe. Uh, Right, okay. Well done, Dupe. You you, you suddenly got got that question right. Gel in my hair. Okay, thanks. Uh, Question number two. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for Joe's ire on this one. Uh, Paul Scholes came out of retirement to help out a midfield injury crisis at United in 2012, but which shirt number did he take upon his return? Joe. Joseph. 26. It's minus one, Joseph. Whatever. <laughs> Teach. Yes, sir. 28. That's also minus one for you. There's a number that I've, I was thinking, but I know it belonged to another player and I just couldn't work out. Mr. Duke, Duke's, on Duke's you. got to have a go, hasn't he? Yeah. Duke's got a fucking picture of him behind him. Yes, but he's in his original 18, so isn't, isn't that? I I know what it is. Uh, I'm just going to have to have a guess and go for... I can see him scoring against City as well with the header. In like a, when he couldn't see. Oh, what number was that? Oh, 24. I don't, know, I don't even know what the other two have said. It's minus one. Uh, was it's it, 22 was, was, was the number. So you're, you're all in the sort of... I fucking knew the, it. The right sort of ballpark. It. Darren Fletcher was uh, was twenty four for a while, wasn't it? Mm, Way back yeah. when. It was Ashley Young was was the player who replaced him at replaced his original number of. Oh, that was 18. a fucking good trade, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> fuck my life. Uh, question number three, then. In what year did Kevin Keegan return to manage Newcastle United for an ill fated second time? Oh. 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 
I'm pretty sure I've just literally the other day seen this premiership yes come on then Duke we'll wait on you <sighs> Joe's on his phone so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just wait till Joe tells us. <clears throat> what? Can what? I go in? I'll go yeah, in. Because everyone's got a guess. If no one's yeah, actually yeah. going to get it, I may as well get minus now. Was it 2003? It's minus one. Dupe. Yes, sir. I'm going to go four. I don't think it is, but it's somewhere around there, I'm sure. 2004. It's minus one for you as well. It's not, is it? It's fucking... Oh, it's... I ain't got a clue. I'm just pretending... Joseph, it's all on you. Ain't got a Scooby, mate. Just take minus one. 2008 is the eight. Was it? I I didn't think it was that. Otherwise, I'd have said it. (laughs) (laughs) I like logic. Uh, Question number four, then. Which former Iron has had five spells as manager at Barnet, with the most recent being in 2018? Which former who? Which former Iron? Martin Allen. Sorry, correct. Joe. Yeah, well done. Martin Allen. <laughs> Probably Richards. the only, man- only, only manager apart from another that may have had five spells at one single club. Anyway, right. Uh, no, question number five. In 2012, Sweden came back from four goals down against Germany to draw the game for all, but who scored the equaliser for the Swedes? What year? 2012 Teach Tobe Seb Larson I believe he was on the score sheet but he wasn't Fuck. the player got, who scored the equaliser he equalizer. scored a fucking wonder free kick in that game it can't be the fucking obvious can it see when Nerd said he was going to do the quiz I remembered how hard his bloody quiz was last time I thought this was quite quite fair I can only think of one Swedish and I don't want to go down that route. I'll have a go. go Jonas Olsen. It's a good guess, but it's not right, I'm afraid. It's good. I'm just gonna go right. I'm, I'm just gonna go for Ebra. I don't think he is, but I can't think he it was. did sc- he scored the first goal, but he, he did not score the equal- Rasmus Elm was responsible for scoring the equalizer. Oh yeah, on the tip of my tongue that one. Yep. Well, he said he's a. I think he's a did you scratch that one up from? It's nowhere. <laughs> uh, question number six, gents. Uh, Gus Hiddink has made a habit of returning to take over the reins at former clubs he's previously managed. Can you name all three? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um. One is fairly obvious. Yes, one is, but. This is where we're going to look silly. I'm going to go, no, we only did one spell there. No, no, you can give me minus one. Okay. Joseph, it's all new. So three clubs that he's managed that he's gone back to manage again. Yep. So you can talk out loud. I can help. We can help you, Joe. This is us against Matt. I'm kind of thinking. Well, didn't what? I mean, I'm not going to answer that. Minus one, but wasn't the one in Russia? You go back to a Rus- Did he go to Russia? I don't team? know if he went. Well, I was going to say Ajax, Holland, and, and then I can't think of a third. I don't think he managed Chelsea twice, did he? He was just a caretaker. Yeah, but I still can't look after him twice. It is. This would be including any, whether it's caretaker, or whatever. It doesn't matter. They've managed the club. So Chelsea, Chelsea are one of them. Yeah, I was going to say he's already looked after Chelsea twice. Did he not do Bayern twice? I don't know. No, thank <laughs> you, Scooby. Okay, we're giving, uh, you, we're giving you four there. We'll be close. So PSV, <laughs> uh, he managed for the first time from March nineteen eighty seven to June nineteen ninety, and then again in August two thousand two to June two thousand six. Valencia from July nineteen ninety one to November nineteen ninety three, and then again from 
1994 to June 1994 in a very short spell and then finally Chelsea from February 2009 to May 2009 and then again in December 2015 to May 2016 <sighs> there we go right question Hold number on. seven Given up yet? Uh, which Italian had a second stint at Real Madrid almost 10 years to the day of starting jo- his first spell? Joseph. Fabio Capella. Well done, sir. Post from Pat. Post from Pat. <laughs> I remember that podcast, <laughs> man. That was so funny. Jimmy Bullard, legend. Uh, question number eight. Very recent history aside, Spurs haven't been renowned for their ability to overcome the odds after conceding. Who did Tottenham capitulate against in 2004, having been 3-0 down at half-time? Dupe. Dupe. United. Minus one. Oh. Oh, I thought he was going to say Champions League there, Inter Milan. Do you want me to finish the the question? Yeah, yeah, go on then. 2004. So, I'll start... Uh, so yeah who did Tottenham capitulate against in 2004 having been 3-0 down at half time to go on to lose the match 3-4 Teach Dolbe Arsenal it's minus one suck me I haven't got a clue. I don't care about Tottenham. Man City was the uh, team. Hang on, were they around in 2004? They were. They just had about five five fans, that was it. John Mackham was still playing for them at the time. <laughs> oh, that City. Mike, <laughs> that City, yeah. The City before money, yeah. Uh, question number nine. I'm sure you'll be glad it's nearly all over. Eight. And you're not going to like this one at all oh, if you haven't appreciated some of the others. Uh the 1953 FA Cup final is famously known as the Matthews Cup final with Blackpool turning the game against Bolton on its head coming back from 3-1 with 20 minutes left to play going on to win 4-3 but who scored the hat-trick for Blackpool? Kentucky Fried Chicken It's <laughs> the most one <laughs> You're fucking joking man <laughs> Hello I believe I thought, I'm not up on my 50s football. Oh, oh Duke. Fuck. Go on. Oh, Carl Fletcher. That's definitely not right. Uh, See, I thought I thought this might be one of those sorts of facts that someone knows about. It's got to be I Scott reckon, Jag. I reckon we don't. Mike <laughs> 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 Oxlong. I think Matt just takes his opportunities to do the quiz to make us all look like... Yeah. Well, I really fact, don't. If he just looked in a mirror, he'd fucking see one himself. Cheers, <laughs> Jay. Love you too. My mm. my favourite type, a bold one. Wow. If there's a grass on the pitch, he's not allowed outside schools no more. <laughs> you tree. Um, um, no, pass. Pass. Uh, it was Stan Mortensen. Uh, the reason oh, why I thought, of course. The reason why I thought you might know is because he's the only player to have scored a hat trick in an FA Cup final. So I thought it might have been a known known thing. Matt, wow. yep. look to your right. You see that window? You see all that grass and all that? Go outside, son. <laughs> uh, last question. It's nearly all oh, over. That's a shame. Uh, Newcastle managed to complete a stunning comeback to sandwich a four-all draw with an incredible long-range strike from Czech Tiote in 2011. But who was sent off for Arsenal that triggered the change in the Magpies' fortune that day? There's so many times I was going to jump in thinking I knew what that answer was. What year was that, that, Matt? (laughs) What year was that, Matt? 2011. Could be so many. Jenkinson was against United. Doop, Kashawny? Minus one. Yeah, you know I want to go to bed. <laughs> it's nearly overdeep. It's fine. Anyone else going in for it? I think if Tobes gets this, he wins, doesn't he? <laughs> it's been that really? sort of quiz. <laughs> I don't know. You are pushing Dave Azapardi's title for the the highest minus score. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking cast my mind back to, to that yeah, team. Two thousand. Two thousand. 
11. I'm just going to pass. I can't think. Van Persie. Van Persie. That's it. Uh, None of those are right. It was Abu Dhabi. Or Abu Abu Dhabi. Is that where the Grand Prix held? That was why I I (laughs) purposely mispronounced it, dupe. Because, Kurt, your age. Um, Yeah, so, scores on the doors. This is not impressive. (laughs) It's more about your quiz than it does about us. Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, On minus seven, uh, coming third. Tobes, well done. I've only got minus seven. I didn't answer a single one fucking right. Should that not be minus ten? Yeah, what's your fucking sums out there? No, no, no. Queen minus seven. Ah, oh, that means Joe wins by one point. Um, Dupe, you're on minus six. Yeah. And Joseph wins with minus four. <laughs> Cracking so. effort there, Joe. Played some. I've done well there. <laughs> I'd be intrigued well to see uh, if anyone actually how how anyone really does sort of in the in the oh, greater some, universe. Someone would have got them all right. Yeah, they yeah, always yeah. do. Some, every way. Someone yeah. definitely. Oh, I would have smashed it. the quiz. Oh, I yeah. Until you're on it and then you that. lose massively. Yeah. But I was sat there listening to the Five Star Potential pod, uh, podcast, Google in hand. I knew all them answers. <laughs> what? Literally, what Joe does every week. Shots. <laughs> I just finished on minus four, you fucking attention-seeking prick. (laughs) (laughs) Right, before this gets any further out of hand, we'll end things there, gents. Uh, That brings the end of pod number 90. Marvellous. Uh, we're closing in on that big 100 uh, you can find the links for each of us the 5 star pod twitter account the Weestream FM discord server and pretty much everything else at weestreamfm.com and also in the podcast description the 5 star potential podcast is available on iTunes SoundCloud Spotify and most other podular podular pod- 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 brilliant that's a podular I'm, I'm going to own that uh, most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday this has been 5 star potential and we'll see you all next week say goodbye gents goodbye gents bye gents Gotta go, need a poo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>